Lord, open my lips that my mouth may show forth your praise. A few years ago, there was a video going around on YouTube that people were using uh, as it was a clever experiment. And uh, they would, there was a cue at the beginning that said, okay, we're going to show you this video. It's going to be about a minute long. Count how many times the people in the video toss this ball back and forth. And at the end of the video, they ask you some questions. How many times did they pass the ball back and forth? What color clothes were they wearing? Some stuff like that. Did you see the gorilla walk through the middle of the group of people? And the vast majority of people who they showed this video to did not, in fact, see a person in a gorilla costume very tall, very obviously, walk right through the middle of the scene. Not off in the background, not to the side, right through the group of the people passing this ball back and forth. And you watch this video and the, the people wouldn't see the gorilla and they would almost feel betrayed. Because our sight is such an important sense to us Plato says it's the, the king of the senses, right? This is kind of the chief of the senses. It's so important and we trust it so implicitly. And so when we don't see this very important and obvious detail, we feel like something has clearly gone wrong. You can come in and sit down. It's okay. In today's in, in uh, the spiritual world, this is also true. We talk of vision, of seeing the truth, traditions and, and myth and history is full of seers and oracles, people who could see spiritual realities. And in today's Gospel, we read of the healing of two blind men. Two blind men who, at the beginning of our story, did not have the ability to see with their eyes, who were given this ability, and yet, though they were blind physically, they were able to perceive something about Jesus. And the Gospel is full of blind people who see, both who are given their vision, but also who see Jesus for who, who He truly is. The one who is able, the one who is master of the physical world, so He is able to give them their sight. And they are often contrasted, as they are in today's Gospel, with the blind, not physically but spiritually, guides of the people of Israel. In today's reading, we hear about the blind men at the beginning, and near the end we hear about the Pharisees who say it is by the prince of demons that he casts out demons. They cannot see Jesus for who he is. This gospel reading is actually the reading for the seventh Sunday after Pentecost, so that's where we take it from. But this year just so happens to fall today, the Sunday 
after the transfiguration of our Lord, which is a feast that celebrates the disciples seeing Christ as He truly is. It is not a, a feast, the, the name is a little weird. And we say Christ was transfigured before the disciples. But the change did not take place in Christ. It is not as though at this point He becomes holy or the Son of God or anything like this. It is at this point that Peter and James and John, their eyes are opened and they beheld the glory of Christ, as the hymn says, as far as they were able. Even then, even though they saw His garments shining white as, as though they had been bleached, whiter than any fuller could bleach them, it says. Even though they saw His face radiant as the sun, this is still only as much glory as they are able to perceive. Not all that there is. And this spiritual vision is given to them. In the epistle today, we read about the responsibility that we have because we also have seen the true light. Unless we think that we haven't, oh, we didn't see Christ transfigured, we haven't seen these miracles. Every single Sunday at the end of the liturgy, we sing the hymn, We have seen the true light. We have received the heavenly spirit. So all of us have beheld this in one way or another. And St. Paul tells us in the translation that we read today, bear with the failings of the weak. Not a great translation. Vastazo is the verb that he uses, which really means bear, to carry. We, we might read the translation and, and, and think, oh, especially because we're talking about transfiguration, we might think of Jesus when he comes down off the mountain after his transfiguration, and a man and his son and, his, and Christ's disciples come to him and they're unable to heal this boy who is possessed with a demon. And Christ says, how long am I to bear with you? Because that's the English we hear in today's translation. How? Bear with. But that verb is anexome. It's a totally different verb. So, and just a point in reading the gospel. If we're ever reading the gospel and we identify ourselves with Christ, we've taken a misstep. So if we think, oh, we're spiritually illumined, we're coming off the mountain with Christ, we've beheld the true light, we've received the heavenly gifts, and we go out into the world and we see the people around us, or we, we go out into coffee hour and we see our, our family or somebody in the church who annoys us, and we think, oh, well, I have to bear with them just as Jesus bore with us. We are not Christ in that gospel. That is, we may, we may put ourselves in a lot of the roles that we see in the gospels. Christ is not one of them. 
Paul's word in today's epistle is to bear. To bear the weaknesses of the weak. If we have seen the true light, we will bear the weaknesses of the weak. Because if we have seen Christ for who He truly is, then we should be able to see our brothers and sisters and all of God's children for who they truly are, which is images of God fearfully and wonderfully made, beloved by God, and so to be beloved by us. Paul goes on to say, don't worry about pleasing yourselves. Christ Himself did not come to please Himself, but to do good for the world. And Paul says, you have this vision, you have this strength, do good for your neighbor. Build them up unto their edification. Bear their weaknesses. I think we like maybe the other translation, bear with their infirmities. Oh, I can be patient and put up with all of these things that kind of drive me crazy and I can be in my little bubble and they can be in their little bubble and I don't really have to worry about it. I just have to be patient. But this is a much messier and much more involved vision that Paul is giving us where we are responsible one for another. And I may be strong in one area and help those weak in that area. And I know for sure that I have weaknesses in areas. And I pray that my brothers and sisters who are strong in those areas bear my weaknesses in those cases. Because they have seen the true light as I have seen the true light. And because we have seen the true light, we will bear the weaknesses of the weak. Because we have seen the true light, we will not seek to please ourselves, but seek to do good for those around us and to edify them and to build them up just as Christ himself has done for us. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit.